Hello, Ashley. Hello, Taryn. So, here's a fact for you. <laughs> or, or fiction. Or, did you know the crown jewels contain two of the biggest cut diamonds on earth? Yes. Wait, you knew that? Yeah, I knew that. How did you know that? I watched, It was on a cartoon I watched once. <laughs> A, a cartoon? Kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what was the cartoon called? Tom and Jerry? No. <laughs> uh, it was not the Rescue Rangers. It was the oh. the mice that were inspectors. Rescue Rangers. No, it wasn't that. It was, what was it? Oh my God, it's going to bother me. It was like these mice that were investigators and they- Oh, the Great Mouse Detective? No. It was something else. I'm going to figure this it out. This segment got away from us. This really <laughs> took a turn. But all this to say, I thought that was fascinating. Also, I really feel like I missed my calling in life. I think I could have been a great um, criminal or spy. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I How just do you know? Felt, I feel out of my vote. That- <laughs> This is really getting away from us. I watched Alias. No one cares. No one asked, Taryn. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ashley. That's Taryn. Yep. This is Unsolicited Advice, where you guys yep. write in your life struggles and issues, and, and we tell you how to handle it yeah. the best way. The, the best advice way. You've, you've ever heard, you've ever had, you can ever have. You know, Ash, sometimes you can just, like, you don't have to just... I'm just waiting for you to jump in. <laughs> I thought that was how this works. But you don't do well when I jump in, so I tend to well, stop. Well, I was waiting for you to bounce. It's a seesaw situation, and you just never chimed in, so I was keeping it going. Ooh, okay. Um, welcome to the episode. I already said that. Before, shut up. Before we get started, um, I just want to say, like, we love your guys' stories, so we just want to encourage you, as always to write in we are nothing without you we really could not be here if you guys didn't write in so you are the majority of this podcast you really are um but don't ask for 10 percent or your share or else i'm gonna have to start writing in my own stories for us to read which i feel like you have plenty of i i do i do um but yeah we should definitely what am i talking about you should definitely Send in that story send in that situation Mm -hmm. even if it's short Mm -hmm. we can vamp on it absolutely also, tearing it up. Just yeah. another shout out. Listen, guys. Give us your embarrassing moments. We live for funny stories. So if you guys have been sitting on a funny, embarrassing story and you know it's made for this for this segment, then this is your sign. God yep. is telling you to stop what you're doing. Do it. And write in your funny story. Yes. Also, on the same note, uh, if you have a story that you need advice on or a situation, a sticky situation that. that you need advice on, then this is also <laughs> your time to... <laughs> Guys, we're in a twofer. (laughs) You know what that means. Anytime we do two episodes, I always, we always. We get weird. Get weird. And we don't know why, but we tap into a new side of us. Which, if it wasn't so, it's not that it's like torture, but like it kind of is. Because it's it's exhausting. Like when we leave here after we've recorded two episodes. Yeah. It's silent in the car. Yeah, I was going to say the best is like driving back. We don't speak. We're just like dead. But. I wish we did it more often because the second one is always second one's always weird. hilarious. It's always so funny. But yeah. Anyways. Also, shameless self promo. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. We're our Instagram's lit. <laughs> lit. 
<laughs> it's really not. It's just pictures of oh wait, us. we're talking about our UA Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like my salad. It's, it's my dog and Listen, my Lego mine sets. Mine is so okay. On one of my dating apps. <laughs> The fact that I had to say one of my makes me want to die. You are not alone. Inside. You are not alone. Um, one of my dating apps, it says my occupation, I put podcast. Because this specific dating app is more like cool, chill. Elite. So I wanted to be like podcast. Whereas, is it like, Raya? My other, yes. My other one, I'm like child development and podcast. But yeah. like Raya, I'm like, I'm famous. I <laughs> Just want so to you appear know. that way. I'm famous. Yeah. So I have podcasts. And mm. then in in my slideshow of photos, I don't know why, but I also feel like it's fitting. I just put a vintage Star Wars picture. Absolutely. And so it's funny how many guys will start a conversation and mention that. That makes p- perfect sense yeah, to me. Yeah, which always gives us something to talk about anyway. Yeah. So there you go. If you're looking for... Always put... When you're doing dating apps, you always... <laughs> Where are we going? We're following it. We're just going to go. When you're doing dating apps, you always have to put either a photo that has talking points within it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you playing ba- badminton. Sure. <laughs> go with sure. it. Badminton. Or like your prompts have to be like full of stuff that people can start a conversation with. Right. So like that's Easy why conversation I threw that starters. one in. Yeah. Also, it's a slideshow. So you have a bunch of pictures. So I just threw it in. Anyways. So this guy was like. Hey, so is your podcast about Star Wars? And I was like, why have I never thought of that? <laughs> Imagine a podcast which is me sitting talking about Star Wars. Guys, this is the it official announcement that Taryn is coming out with her own podcast. I am a Flowers. solo podcast all about <laughs> every Star Wars. T- every Crime Junkie episode now is like, hello, I'm Ashley Flowers and here's my new, new podcast. podcast. And I love them all. So. She has 50. She's great. She just had a baby. <sighs> Congrats to her. She's just living her best life. I'm trying to get like you, my boy. (laughs) (laughs) My boy. That TikTok. I don't know what you're talking about. It will be no. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Oh um, no. Okay. So <laughs> where no one asked about the dating apps or advice about? on the dating apps. I don't know where we've talked about it all. I feel but like you, drunk right now. No, you just randomly started talking about your okay. multiple dating apps and how know. you start with this photo. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> I have it turned up this week. Oh, fantastic. Yes. I'm not going to say the title because it gives it away. Okay. But okay. Hey, Taryn and Ash. I hey. was. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <You'd>... Okay. <laughs> I was just at the gym listening to older podcasts from you girls. Weird, I know. Who gets their pump on by listening to podcasts? The answer is me. I feel like a lot of people do, actually. It depends on what I'm doing. If it's cardio, I can't go slow. It has to be like some kind of hype up something. If I'm just like, like, you know, lifting, lifting, light lifting, or like light stuff, then I could do a podcast. I don't think I would do ours, though. But I've heard, honestly, I feel like there's been a Multiple few people, people that have they said listen, yeah. while working out. I, I could see, like, if it's, like, a slow cardio, like, Stairmaster, I could do a podcast yeah, on that. Yeah, or, like, walking but and climbing. But if I'm running on a treadmill, I need, some, I need someone yelling me at too. me through I need, the like, earphones. Yeah, there's no up. way yeah. I can get my ass running without that. I just work. love that we're 
you're working out because I'm not. <laughs> so good for we you. love that for you. I was listening specifically to an old tearing it up, then it hits me. I have the perfect story. I am currently 20 years old and in my third year of university, and I'm writing from Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> the story. This story comes from a traumatic incident in high school. For the sake of this story, you can call me Jay. I had worked late on Thursday night and took off my makeup in the dark, so I wasn't necessarily looking at what I was doing. Now, I definitely always check... Oh, now I definitely always check in the mirror. I overslept for school the next morning. Keep in mind, I was in my senior year, and I was the girl who seemed to always be put together. I woke up, threw on whatever clothes were on the bedroom floor, and ran out the door to school so I wasn't late. I've totally had those days. Oh, that's impressive. I've literally just been like... In the car, I'm looking at myself like, what am I wearing? Because I was like, What is stressed. my outfit? Yeah. Am I wearing shoes? Yeah. yeah. You're like, I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't comb my hair. I like, don't have deodorant do do? on. Yeah. Keep, your, keep your arms down. Yep. <laughs> Fast forward to that night. I had plans to hang out after school with this really cute boy I had a crush on. Cute. He had already seen me without makeup. So I wasn't all that concerned with looking a little rough when we hung out. We had been driving around for about an hour, and he asked if I wanted to grab coffee. I find us a table, and he goes to grab the drinks. He sits down, and I swear his jaw dropped all the way to the floor. He looks at me and says, uh, I think you're missing one eyebrow. <laughs> I sprinted to the bathroom and looked in the mirror. Sure enough, I had walked around all day with only one eyebrow drawn on my face. Keep in mind, in high school, for some reason, I thought black eyebrows were the move, no. even though I had light blonde hair. No. <laughs> so I literally looked like I a had a full, black a caterpillar on I'm, my face. And no. I went all day long and nobody told me. What's Whoa. so funny to me is she was sitting in the car for an hour with him, but he could only see one right. <laughs> that kill me because then it's like okay now we sit it's like turns her face and also, it's like oh hun who are your friends <laughs> i know no one at school if that happened to taryn first thing i would have said would i would have been like something's happening go to the bathroom <laughs> fix your wrong. face yeah yeah <laughs> i would not have let her <laughs> walk around all yeah. day um she says fast forward three years that boy and i have now officially been together for two and a half years and are living together with our new pup and i couldn't be happier however i still always triple check to make sure all my makeup is off my face before i go anywhere <laughs> ever and my boyfriend and i still like to use this story as an icebreaker at parties lol absolutely she included a picture and i'm dead of her face? Yeah. She got up. I love this. No, no, no. Of of what her eyebrow situation. Oh, no. Her hair is so light. She has a very light very complexion. Very bold, dark and brows. And it is a dark brow. But she's as white as me. It's so. a dark brow. Yeah. I'm dead. That's so funny. I've never had to draw on my eyebrows. You do. I Yeah, I pencil mine in all the time. I also started uh, getting my brows tinted, and that was the game changer for me. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. I, I, I have... I have like very light brown, mostly blonde yeah. brows. So a little definition is makes yeah, a big it difference. Does, it does make a big difference for sure. <laughs> they go from fluffy That's little so caterpillars funny. to brows. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jay, for sharing that story. I thought it was hilarious. It was. I can picture funny. that whole thing. My sister and- also went through a very strong, bold brow phase. 
um, where she like very much like did the corners, like the inner corners. It was like a like a square, like a square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was such a bold square. That was like a thing. That it was obvious when she didn't have her makeup on because yeah. they were so bold. Yeah. It's funny too because it's like a dude being like, uh, I think one of uh, your eyebrows is missing. I think you're missing an eyebrow. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. We're going to just dive right in. Oh, We're going to just dive okay. right in. Okay. This one is titled Emotionally Cheating Husband Deployment. Oh, no. I don't like it already. Buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. Hello. I love your podcast. You guys give the best advice. I would like to remain anonymous as I have recommended many friends to listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> she continues. My husband is male and I am female. <laughs> we are both in our early 30s. We have two boys who are eight and three years old. I have been a stay-at-home mom since my husband joined the army six years ago. Prior to this, I was working full-time and primarily taking care of our son. Things were rough living in an expensive state with the cost of living, so he joined the army for an opportunity to leave said state and for me to fulfill my dream of staying at home with our first son, who was only two at the time. Prior to joining the army and moving, he had an emotional affair with his best friend's wife. Ooh. It was later revealed that five years prior, he had a physical affair with her as well. But, I, but it didn't involve sex. This happened while the girl was newly married to his best friend and long before I had even met him. This emotional affair rekindled after he was asking her for relationship advice about the two of us. We were not yet married. I'm so triggered by that. Oof. He and I had been arguing a lot and disagreeing on many things surrounding parenting duties. The primary issue was that I was pulling most of the load, 
but he still expected me to be affectionate towards him despite his constant negative attitude from him and unwillingness to cooperate and help with parenting duties. We have been together since 2012 and married in 2014 and have not had an easy marriage, mostly due to his negative attitude toward every situation, even happy ones, his selfishness, and his lack of care towards me as a person. I.e., I would like to go for a walk or go to the store on my own, but he would guilt me into taking one of the kids with me, or say he has plans and I can't go, or say our son will cry the entire time that I'm gone. So my mental health and physical health has been suffering. Fast forward about four weeks ago, I was playing on the VR headset and all of these messages began popping up from his Facebook Messenger account onto the VR headset. Oh, shoot. I didn't even know you could log on to Facebook from the VR, let alone see messages. You can do anything on the VR. Evidently. I was confused on the first few I saw and assumed they were from a group chat or not intended for him because when I clicked on the message, they disappeared. But I saw the name was Savannah and that the profile photo was of a woman with her family. I logged him off of Facebook and never asked him about it. About a week later, I went back onto the Oculus and messages popped up again, despite me logging him out. And this time the notification stayed and I was able to click on them. My heart rate was at about 1.30 BPM, but I read the messages. The entire conversation history was deleted, of course, except for the most recent conversation, which was about Savannah being jealous and how my husband couldn't handle her blowing up his phone. He also mentioned how he has told her about the situation he is in and doesn't appreciate her causing him more stress. She basically said she wanted to make sure that the feelings she was having weren't in her head, and she wondered why he had ghosted her for three days. Prior to me finding the messages, the previous three days with him were wonderful, and apparently he was ignoring her during that time. Come to find out, my husband was talking to her for a little over two months. He reached out to her because her husband is currently deployed and wanted to see how she was handling it, being that she also had two little kids. It apparently evolved into an emotional affair. We are signing up for counseling. He blocked her on all social media accounts. I immediately found a job to bridge my gap in employment, and I am trying to look forward to the next step. I feel so numb still. He has been so apologetic, has been doing all the things I've been asking him to do for years, helping around the house, having a friendly attitude, interact and help with the kids. But I don't know if it's a little too late. I have so many questions, and since I have never forgotten about his first affair or fully trusted him again, I don't know how I can trust him ever again after this one. I keep visualizing this woman who is the same age as us, but is in much better physical shape than I am. I wonder if they exchanged photos. Did he think of her sexually? Does he miss her? What all did they talk about? Did he speak badly of me during this time? I don't know if it's worth even asking these questions. I don't know if I should move on or work on this marriage at all. I want to know whether or not he loves me or if he even wants to see our boys on the daily. I hate the situation, and although I know my worth, I also feel a little self-conscious now, too. Any advice and comments are welcomed. (sighs) Okay. That is a marathon. Mm -hmm. I have so many things in my head. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. So, like... It's so hard because I think stereotyping is so damaging, but then stuff like this happens and I'm like, 
It's so hard because I, you know, the whole like wants a cheater, right? Right. And it's like, okay, I hate that because I, I think sometimes people are in just specific times in their life. They make mistakes. They do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's never okay. No. Ever okay to cheat on someone. I want to make that very clear. But it's like you hope that people have the ability to change. Mm-hmm. But then you hear about this and it's just so frustrating to me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine getting over someone cheating to then discover that they're doing it again, to then discover they're doing it again. Like, every time you build up your life and, like, try to keep moving forward, this happens again. I have so much respect for people who can move past mm-hmm. situations like this, which it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. And people totally can forgive someone and have, honestly, I've seen even like a healthier relationship, but I know myself and I know like I'm not capable of that. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. I think what's also what people don't talk about is like, I personally do think people can change and I, I do think it is hopeful that he can change, but are you able to move past that? Yeah, like just because he changes, yeah, doesn't like obviously you want him to be involved with your kids. Like I'm, I'm just painting a picture here. Like, like let's say you guys separate. Like that doesn't mean you don't you keep him away from his children. No, he can still very much be like a good man and a good father and even a good like partner in raising your kids. But are you person like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually able to like continue forward? Because if the answer is no. You don't need an excuse or reason yeah. or logic to follow that. If, if your answer is no, then that's all you need because you also have to take care of yourself and make sure that you're in a good place for yourself and also in a good place to take care of your kids. Yeah. So I it's kind of okay too... to be not, I don't want to use the word selfish, but for no, lack of a better selfish. word, selfish. Yeah. Um, it's a thousand percent okay to put your feelings and needs first right now. Mm-hmm. And if your answer is, I can't do this with you, then that's your answer. Yeah, it's it also I feel like it's hard because I think a lot of people are capable of drastic change when they're trying to yeah. save something. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, like whether that change is lasting or not, like mm-hmm. that's something only like time will tell. Yeah. I do think like I I feel like if you are going to make something work with someone who's who's cheated on you and all this stuff. I feel like the only way it can be successful is if you're able to like you come together, you hash everything out and then you which sucks because I think the hardest position is to be the one to forgive and forget. Mm -hmm. And it sucks that it has to always be the person that got cheated on because why should you have to do the hardest part of the whole thing when like you're not the one who broke Mm-hmm. The relationship and the trust. Yeah. But, You're there because of them. Yes. Yeah. But I do think you have to be able to forgive them and decide to move forward. And I don't think a relationship can be successful if you're constantly like, well, you did. You remember what you did. So I deserve this. And, mm-hmm. and like, because then it just creates this constant cycle of like, I'm trying to make up for what I did and I'm still holding this against you and I'm still upset. Like, And that's a hard place to stay in emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it almost has to be something where kind of like what you were saying, where you sit back and you're like, okay, am I willing to move forward with this? Like, am I able to trust him again? Yeah. Am I able to trust him again? Am I able to like 
open myself up to him and be intimate with him and be like loving and like let my heart open up to him again? Or am I going to just live the rest of my life with like one eye open and constantly wanting to check his phone and questioning every interaction he has with every girl? So it's, it's just a weird thing. But also, can I just say... Most of the things she said, like, oh, he checked on this woman because she was deployed. No. Like, or her husband was deployed. No, that's not your job. Oh, he was talking to my best friends about that. Like, no. Like, there's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it always, cheating always starts with this tiny, tiny moment that seems like not a big deal. And it spirals, which Mm -hmm. is why I believe in very clear-cut boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I just think, like... I feel like moving forward, a lot has to change on his part where it's like, hey, bro, like you're not investing in the opposite sex relationships because you clearly can't handle it. Mm. So are you willing to draw those own boundaries in your life without me having to feel like a mother and being like, you can't talk to her. You can't do that. Yeah. And then if he is willing to do those boundaries, if this change lasts, are you then are you willing to be happy in that relationship. Like it's so hard and I feel like it's hard to give advice because it's such a personal. Yeah. What I love is at the end you said you are signed up for counseling. I love that he has already blocked her from all social media accounts and I love that you got a job. Yeah. I think those are amazing first steps and I think that's a great foundation to start on. Yeah. I think the next tangible steps for you would be to personally check in with yourself assume let's be hopeful let's assume he is capable of change and he becomes a great father husband partner yeah in every way can you move past that personally yeah if you can then I think you and him need to come up with a list of things that need to happen um I I think there is great change and I I think separating for a bit is a good healthy move Mm -hmm. um not only in like making him aware of like what he could lose, but also in just like getting space and regrouping and healing separately. Um, I think that could be a, a really good idea. Obviously I would definitely run all this through your counselor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then make, make a list of like what he's done wrong in the past and what you're going to need from him moving on in the future and then just give it time. And if he is able to check that box, whether that's going to counseling every single week at the same time, he's never late. Like he, he shows up, he pours in, um, that's taking care of the kids and taking care of you. If he does that for X amount of time and proves it to you, then I think that's awesome. I think stereotypically cheaters, like Taryn said, do great the first month. (laughs) And then go back mm-hmm. to how they are. So I think if you want to see something lasting with him, then you need to give him some boundaries and you need to make sure he sticks with it over a long period of time. Because yeah, if he I, can't do that, then he's not he's 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 not fully in it and you shouldn't be wasting your time. But also like I think with your counselor, you need to not hold anything back. Like yeah. you need to hash Say it out because everything. This is not just like oh, he cheated and we're trying to recover. Yeah. This is, he's cheated multiple times with both strangers and people that are really close to us. So Mm -hmm. like, I mean, for me, like, I'd be like, nothing is safe. Like, no one is safe. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, like you're communicating to people through a freaking VR headset. So like, how many times have you been playing VR in the room and I'm just sitting there and like, what were you really doing? Like, there's so much there. So I think that you need to go into therapy like, 
guns blazing, like hash everything out, say everything you need to. Like to me, this is crunch time. Like this is like the third time that you know of that he's cheated. So mm-hmm. if like there's no holding back, like you guys need to hash it out to yeah. see if like there still is something there that you both are willing to fight for and work for. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, it has to feel, I mean, I know it feels like you're probably like powerless in this, but really like you are the one that is in the power seat right now because you have the choice of like, I'm going to make this work or not. And if you chose not to, not one person on this planet would hold that against you yeah. because of how frequent this has happened. And because like, even though, you know, like there's some people that are like, yeah, he cheated, he made mistakes, but he's such a loving husband. He's there for me, he's supportive. Like, yeah. and again, not that it ever makes it right, but like he hasn't That's been supportive of you. He's yeah. been like, it sounds like pretty toxic to you. So... I, I just think, like, you need to, like, let everything out. You need to hash it out and take back your, like, feeling of, like, no, this is my relationship, too, and I have a right to, like, say what I need to say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm just glad you guys are in counseling, and, ugh, it's so hard because they have kids, too, so that makes it, like, The kids rough. does make it a lot harder. Yeah. But just based off of the many friends that I had whose parents split up because of cheating or X, Y, or Z um, in like high school and just in my life in general, I think what they would love to see is a mother who prioritized her own mental health and Mm -hmm. physical health and marriage and them. Yeah. So whatever that looks like, I think they would much rather see that than pretend everything's okay. Yeah. And I just want to say... Very loud, so you can hear me in the back. <laughs> to you and to everyone who has been cheated on, this is not your fault. It is not a reflection of you. Mm-mm. This is something that was damaged or broken in that other person. Mm-hmm. And it feels so personal and it feels so like, well, what did I do? I wasn't sexy enough. I wasn't like loving enough. Like what... What did I do to deserve this? And I just want to say over and over, it is not. Like, it has nothing to do with you. And I think it's so easy to put yourself in that shoe, in those shoes, which then causes you to feel like, oh, well, I deserve this. And you don't. Mm -mm. Like, freaking, if Beyonce can get cheated on, (laughs) no one's safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. But I just, I hate seeing women or men who have been cheated on kind of retract into this, like, you're embarrassed and you're like, well, obviously, like, he didn't think I was hot enough. So he went for it. And it's just, it it is not that. It is something broken in the other person. So you need to, like, hold on to your self-worth and your self-respect and, like, not let someone else's damage make you damaged. Like, it's not about you. Like, I'm sure you are a beautiful, amazing, great mother, great wife. Like, this is not about you. Yeah. And so I just really wanted to say that because it makes me sad. You know, it's it's devastating. But I think I think what you've laid out for the next steps are solid. And I and I love that for you. And I I think I think if you draw those boundaries, all you have once you draw those boundaries, all you have to do is sit back and see if he steps up. Yeah. If he doesn't step up, that is a red flag. That's a clear sign that he's not in this and you got to leave. Yeah. You know, but it's it's really it's yeah. You get to sit back now and see. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't uh don't back down from counseling. No. 
freaking we get it. We love counseling. Get Highly it. recommend it. Um, we love you and thanks yeah, for writing I'm so in. Sorry, I know there's multiple listeners who have who really resonated with this. Yeah. Ugh. Cheating just oof. It I know. Breaks I my feel heart. sick every single time. Yeah. Okay, um, this story is called I Love You But Don't Get Close to Me. Relatable, right? <laughs> okay, hello, Taryn and Ashley. First off, I would like to say how much I love you guys in this podcast. I love putting this on while I'm doing my homework. I would like to stay anonymous, but you can call me Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, girl. I'm a six, wing five. Whoa. So six is the loyalist, but also like, the people that like worry a lot about like, oh my gosh, like you feel sick. Well, what if you have this? Like, oh, let's research it. Let's, you know. They struggle with a lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety. They see a lot of worst case scenarios yeah. first before thinking about anything positive. But they are also like the most loyal when it comes to relationships. Yes. But they are the people that can take a tiny thing mm-hmm. and within themselves talk them into this is a end all be all situation. Yeah. When nothing actually happened. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is remember that as the story goes on. Oh. No. Okay. Every time I get acquainted with someone, I feel like I can be my true self. I don't care if they see my flaws and I'll tell them details about my life. However, as my relationship grows stronger with a person, I become more closed off. All of a sudden, I feel the need to never show them my insecurities or flaws. I make myself appear perfect to them. I always felt bad for doing this because it has hurt some of my relationships. My friend and boyfriend have told me that they felt comfortable opening up to me at first, but now they don't feel that way because I don't do the same. Wow. It sucks, and I wish I could fix it. Any advice you ladies have would be greatly appreciated. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day, and stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's how I read it, because she put B-Y-E-E-E-E. Wow. This That's, is like, opposite. Very interesting. This is very I interesting. I love how short and to the point that was. Yeah. Like, this is my issue. Here's That's what I'm what struggling I'm with. Saying- Let's fix it. Like, write in what you have to say. It doesn't have to be this novel. It can literally be short like this. Like, yeah. I always do this, and I don't understand why. Like, yeah. I love it. It's just life. Life uh, stuff. Uh, I wonder if it's a, like, because it's not a security thing, because obviously she's opened up already. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's a sense of, like, wanting some distance or some, not independence. I'm trying to think of a different word, but some, yeah, s- you know. Uh, privacy, uh-huh. wanting a sense of, oh, you don't need to know, wanting a sense of like mystery, maybe, or. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. A, yeah. It's interesting because usually you hear the flip side and the flip right. side like makes sense because it's like, oh yeah, the closer someone gets, the more you're like wanting to share with them. But in the beginning it's hard because you don't know if you trust them. So, um, but in a weird way, I get it too, because if someone gets closer to you, you feel more vulnerable and attached. Mm-hmm. So then that becomes something you actually care if you lose it. Yeah. Which so, is scary. 
which is scary, scary, which could make you then get into defense mode of, okay, I have to be perfect so that they don't leave. Mm -hmm. So to me, I would be very interested in knowing if you have stuff in your past that has formed like an abandonment issue Mm -hmm. or like, um, you know, if you have people that were close in your life that have like up and left. Yeah for reasons that you took on as like, oh, it was because I did this and that's why they left. Yeah. So to me, this makes sense. And I think to me, it shows like the more you care about a person, the more you get scared of losing them. Right. But I will say, I feel like this is not as common. It's usually flipped. Yeah. I think it's also, I feel like I hear about this more so in relationships. Um, The farther you get into a relationship, the more you depend on them. Mm-hmm. And that can be very scary yeah. for very independent people. Um, realizing, oh, if they don't text me, that might ruin my whole day. Like that is a yeah. weird moment where, when you're like, oh, I, oh, yeah. or you know, if you don't see them for a long time, can you handle that? Like realizing that huge dependency that you have on someone can be a super scary moment yeah. for people who who aren't comfortable necessarily with being vulnerable. Um, I just, I think it's interesting how she worded it. Yeah. And I think it's because I, I, for me, like I can see how people in your life are confused because yeah. they're like, cause it's pretty opposite. like things were great and now you feel like shut off. Yeah. So even though I, I'm totally in, I'm totally taking the liberty of interpreting why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. But even though people are getting closer to you, which is why you put up your defense because you care about them leaving, is what I'm thinking. They're seeing the opposite of like, okay, like I'm getting closer to her and she's shutting off. She must not be interested. So I'm sure it causes rifts, which which then just like reinstates this whole thing because you're like, oh my God, I'm not even showing them my flaws and things are getting weird and they're leaving. But in reality... People want intimacy with people. They want your mess. They want your deepest thoughts. They want to talk about emotions. And I Mm -hmm. think one of the reasons why I feel like I get so close with people is because I'm not a person that shies away from like sharing my mess. Mm -hmm. And the second I do, then all of a sudden that person's like, oh, okay. And then they share theirs. Mm -hmm. And then you instantly form that like connection, right? Yeah. So I think that for for you to understand, like for the, from their perspective, they got to see you and have this comfortable relationship. And when you're shutting off, even though I think that's a defense mechanism for you, for them, that's going to. That's going to trigger a defense mechanism in them as well to be like, whoa, like, why is she backing off? Like, I'm going to back off as well. Yeah. So what is nice, though, is it sounds like you're very aware of it. Uh, yeah. Very level-headed. Very sounds. Yeah. yeah. And it also sounds like you have friends and a boyfriend that have told you, like, hey, like, you don't you don't share stuff and it makes me feel like I can't either. So I think you're at like a perfect place where you can like decide to push through this and to work on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think like this is a very easy thing to tell someone and for them to if they care about you, they're going to understand. Like, for instance, we've talked about on the podcast. We remember that fight we had in the car. I was like upset about something and I was telling you and then you weren't like 
fighting with me, basically. Like, I was trying to fight with you. We were going to Malibu. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to fight with you because I was upset about something. (laughs) I'm a very visual person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, because we were going to dinner and we literally pulled over because I was, like, sobbing. And I was like, okay, we can't, like, drive up. And I was like, we are having this (laughs) conversation. So... We're, we're talking about it and I remember crying and telling you I'm like Ash you don't fight with me like you don't tell me what like do I ever piss you off like are you mad at me ever like I want the mess and you like so calmly but it was hard for you I could tell we're just like I can't that is not who I am like yeah. I I need to think about it I need to like marinate on it and then I need to talk calmly I can't just say what I'm saying and then you shared about like how you had a friend where like you guys had a fight and that was the end of your friendship. And so you carried that fear of like friendships ending if you get to that point. Yeah. And so for me, like all this frustration that had been building up, which I'm paralleling to the story, like in that moment when you shared that with me, I was able to be like, oh, shoot. Like that makes sense to me. Like, yeah. I get why that fear is very valid to you and I get that this isn't your style. Mm -hmm. So then I feel like that was like a big breaking point for us, for us to be like, okay, like then let's figure out a way that works for both of us. Yeah. And the more, so I'm over here just having a revelation. (laughs) The more that we're talking about you, Anonymous, I feel like I also don't share. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm like, wait, am I, am I, are we the same person? Because I agree. I think at first I was like, no, that's backwards. No one does that. And then I was like, wait, (laughs) I think I do that. And I think it's a thing where I, I, I am good with people and I think I am good at at being vulnerable to a degree Mm -hmm. first off. But the more that I care about you, the more that I'm like, I don't want to share anything serious, you know, like, cause it's someone that's actually it's worth a big risk. losing. Like, like you're, or, yeah. What? Worth keeping. Worth, big, you know what I'm saying? Big risk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big yeah. risk. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely say I experience with you where I'm like, Oh, I, I have a person in my life who is going to be vocal about how she feels. Never. I've never, my mom. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's it. And so that was very new for me. Also, like in dating, like the second I like really start liking someone, I'm like, oh, sh-. yeah, <laughs> I don't want to tell you anything I'm thinking, because what if you don't like that? And now I like you and yeah. you're going to leave now. And it's this underlying fear of like, oh, they're going to take off because that's messy or something yeah. like that, which is wrong, but also valid in the fear, having that fear. Well, because you had a very formative experience where right. that was what you saw. Yeah, like, that was a direct repercussion of me sharing my feelings. Yeah. So I feel like you are so valid in what you're feeling and then yeah. being scared. What you need to do is sit down and think about if you really like your boyfriend and friends and want to prioritize them. If you do, then what I would do with my boyfriend or Taryn is I'd be like, hey, I hear you. I realize I'm not good at this. I want you to know it's not personal. And in fact, I would like to actually take steps towards fixing this. Yeah. So if you are feeling like if this was Taryn and me and Taryn in this situation mm-hmm. and I was like, I OK, I suck at this. I would be like, all right, let's come up with a word that Taryn can tell me when she feels unsafe or unable to open up because I'm being so shut off. Yeah. Then she can be like, pineapple, Ashley. Yeah. Mother freaking pineapple. <laughs> and I'll just be like, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I I am sometimes very unaware of how yeah. I'm coming off. I feel like I'm coming off all like cool and collective. And I'm not. So. Oh, my God. The amount of times where I'm like, 
do you want to talk about it? Because obviously stuff's going on between us. And, and I'm you're like, like, what do you mean? I'm what? fine. And I'm, I'm like, fine. Have I been stressed <laughs> that we're like mad at each other for two weeks? Like just me? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously if these people are bringing it up to you, they care about you a lot. Yeah. So I would come up with some kind of strategy to kind of very slowly and baby steps challenge yourself into being more open. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I can't say this enough and I say this all the time. I think that we, and it sucks because this shouldn't be a hard concept, but I feel like it is. You have to be able to tell people how you need to be loved Mm -hmm. and like vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think that you opening up to them and saying, hey, I know I come off closed off and I want you to know like I've seen this pattern in my life and it's when I feel really close to someone. So I just want to like, solidify to you I care about you a lot and that's why this is happening yeah and then like (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to jump in so bad jump in continue um but that like for me and and some of like the hardest things about like mine and Ashley's friendship I've I've I'm the type of person that will dig till I get to like the bottom of it which you probably hate but also you probably need it's bittersweet yeah (laughs) Um, but I, for me, like I've done the work to try to figure out like, why is this, like, why are we running into this all the time? Mm-hmm. And then once I get to the bottom of it, it helps me to understand. And then like in all relationships, then you choose, like, is this worth me like fighting for? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that's like a deal breaker for me? Right. Yeah. And I think that you need to set that stage to give yourself that freedom, that like wiggle room of like, Hey. I, I totally care about you and I and I know and I'm acknowledging that it probably feels opposite, but this is just a pattern I have and I'm trying to work it out. And yeah. then come up with stuff like, you know, like like Ashley was saying, like let me know when you feel like I'm closing off because I'm not aware of it all the time. Um, also, like there's so many articles out there of like what, like how do you, what do you do when someone you love shuts down? What do you do when you start to shut down? Mm -hmm. And there's so many tips of like, you know, like writing down your thoughts, like being able to like have those words of like, if you're in a conversation and you feel shutting down, like of saying, Hey, can we table this conversation and talk about it later so that you're able to process that, which without just being like very defensive and then causing a bigger issue, Mm -hmm. um, find stuff that's like self-soothing, you know, talk to a professional about ways to like open up and be intimate with people. Mm -hmm. So there's so many steps out there, but I think that you've already accomplished like the biggest part, which is acknowledging like, wow, I shut off to people that I'm close to. You know, the more we're talking about this, the more I'm relating to it. (laughs) Uh, I'm specifically remembering a moment of like probably five years ago, Alicia, my sister, my little sister opened up and was like, you don't tell me anything. And you don't share like any like girl talk or like what you're going through emotionally. And I remember like verbatim saying, well, you never asked me. And that I was like, if you asked me, I would tell you anything. Yeah. Like if you were like, hey, like what happened the other night? Or if you were like, why do you do this? Or has this ever happened to you? I would tell you point blank, like exactly what's gone yeah. on. I'm just not the type to bring it up because I'm a, I'm definitely more of a private person. Yeah. And she was like, oh solved all our problems because from then on she was like have you ever did you ever when did this happen you know and I'll it makes it so much more easier for me to bring it up yeah so maybe that's something you and your boyfriend can do yep 
It's Are we the same person? Kind of. Ash, Interesting. Kind of. Welcome to my struggle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I really think that you just got to come up with like a a plan, like a plan to set mm-hmm. into place, but being open with them too, with your people in your life that you're like, hey, this is like where I'm at. This is what I need. Yeah. Let me know what you need. Like, yeah. let me know, you know, mm-hmm. when I make you feel a certain way, if you need me to reassure you. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're in a good place because you've acknowledged it and you're aware of it. And it sounds like you've already started that communication with the people in your life. So now it's just like overcoming that next step. Yeah. Yeah. I love this for you. I yeah. It's going to be great. We I love think it's growth. Be great. Yes, we do. We're all about growth. <laughs> um, should I uh, wrap us up with a gadget? Of course. I had the weirdest dream last night. I dreamt I was a muffler. I woke up exhausted. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. We've been doing dad jokes at the end of every episode for the longest time now because sometimes they get heavy. And a nice little dad joke just cherry on top makes it easier. One of the things I forced my way into becoming a regular Uh on this podcast. She's done it a few times. (laughs) Um, Guys, thank you so much for making it all the way to the dad joke. If you did, you already know that we love you the mostest. Follow us on all of our socials. That's where we're the most active and we love chatting with you guys. Yes, we do. Um, And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode, which will be coming soon. Yes. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.